Yeah, yeah. Let's go. It's time to get it started. Let's talk about it. Hello, Giants fans. Welcome back. I'm enjoying doing this as I get my channel started. If you could do me the favor and subscribe, turn on the notification bell. This is the agenda for today. We're going to look at the week one depth chart. Some interesting things there. We're going to look at the defense that Dallas seems to play the most. Dallas cover three defense. Then we're going to talk about Daniel Jones and Waller and Saquon. And then I'll have some closing remarks. So let's look at the offensive team depth chart here. As we look at what is going to be going into week one. So here is the offensive team week one depth chart. No surprises here. Wide receiver Isaiah Hodgins. He has that experience. He came on gangbusters with the team last year. Paris Campbell. Evan Neal at right tackle. Right guard Mark Glowinski. JMS. John Michael Smith at center. Left guard Ben Bredesen. Left tackle, Andrew Thomas, running back, Saquon Barkley, wide receiver, Darius Slayton, tight end, Darian Waller, and quarterback, Daniel Jones. Backing them up, Jalen Hyatt, Wondell Robinson, Matt Pert, Joshua Izudu, Shane Lemieux, which is a surprise because I think Ben Bredesen had been practicing, or, has, or at least we have seen him the most uh, practicing as the backup center, but they have listed Shane Lemieux. At left guard as well, Shane Lemieux, Matt Pert, Matt Breida, Sterling Shepard, Daniel Bellinger, and Tyrod Teller. All those guys are going to play except hopefully nobody in the second unit for the offensive line is going to play. And so no major surprises here. Daniel Bellinger will get a lot of time when they play 12 personnel. And so nothing outstanding here. I'm glad Sterling Shepard is in the game. I mean... He's going to play a lot. I'm pretty sure he's going to play a lot because he's one of Daniel Jones's go-to receiver. And I saw an article recently here that Sterling Shepard still has his quickness and still has the ability to cut in and out even after his ACL tear. So let's look at the defense here. No major surprises here as well. In the defense, you have Dexter Lawrence at nose tackle, defensive tackle Leonard Williams. Aziz Ujalari, Kayvon Thibodeau, Bobby Okereke, Micah McFadden, Trey Hawkins III, Deontay Banks, Adoree Jackson, Jason Pinnock, and Xavier McKinney. If you haven't been paying attention to training camp, Adoree Jackson has replaced, which is a major upgrade to Darnell Holmes there in the nickel in the slot, and especially in this game because Week one is against the Dallas Cowboys, and C.D. Lamb plays the majority. I think it was 60% of his snaps in the slot. And so a good veteran corner like Adoree Jackson on C.D. Lamb, if you can slow him down a little, no one's going to completely stop him. But if you can slow him down a little, give our pass rush an ability to come home. Isaiah Simmons, I see a major role as well in long passing downs. They're going to blitz him either A-gap or B-gap. I actually think a good thing would be to team him up with either Ajilari or Kayvon Thibodeau. They can guard them both on one side, use their speed. And I am sure that Martindale has a plan for him, and I'm excited and can't wait to see him. The rest of the backups are... 
no surprises there. I know that Javaris Owens, I wonder if him and Cordell Slott are going to be activated because they've been dealing with injuries and I don't know if they're going to be ready for week one. And so that's something to keep an eye on. Hopefully our starters uh, don't need to come out a lot, but who is going to be the backup considering that Flott and Owens were dealing with a little bit of injury. And here in special teams, there is one surprise. Long snapper, not a surprise. Holder, punter, not a surprise. But the punt returner and the kickoff returner, Eric Gray has supplanted Gary Brightwell, which is interesting because Gary Brightwell made it on the team as a, as a running back, and he is good in short yardage, but I'm surprised they took that away from him. That could either be a positive for him or a negative. Perhaps the positive is that he'll see more playing time to give Saquon and Matt Breida some relief because I'm pretty sure they don't want to run Saquon down to the ground. They want to give him more rest so he can be fresh towards the second half of the season. If you noticed last year, towards the second half of the season, even though teams were gunning for Barkley, that played a role in it, um, his numbers weren't as impressive. Plus, we were transitioning to a more pass-centric offense. And so perhaps keeping Eric Gray doing both the kickoff return and the punt return, it gives opportunity to see more and showcase more Gary Brightwell in the running game. Plus, he can catch out of the backfield. Another interesting thing here is Darius Slayton there, punt return. I know he's the third, and Darnay Holmes now not being... Uh, as a starter in the nickel, in the slot there, perhaps he gets opportunities should Eric Gray falter. And so no major surprises. We know what we were having heading into week one. Let's see if it changes week to week. Let's see how the team adjusts depending on who they are playing. And now I want to talk about Dallas and their cover three defense, which is the defense they primarily play. If you're not familiar with cover three defense, here it is on the screen. Now, what cover three defense is, it's a balanced defense. It's a zone defense. And depending on how the defense feels about the offense, they will play either tighter, all of them closer to the line. And if it's a run, well, they attack that. And if it's a pass, they drop back. The key feature of a cover three defense here is that the cornerbacks drop back to cover the deepest third of the field. The free safety drops back to cover the middle deep third of the field. The will linebacker covers the flat where the cornerback released. The strong safety covers the flat where the other cornerback released. And then the other two linebackers, the Mike and the Sam linebacker, Cover that middle section, preventing passes in that area, that short intermediate area. Now, this is Dallas's preferred defense. This is the defense they play the most, cover three. And it's good against the run. And in the last couple of games we've played against them, they don't respect our passing game. And this is why in cover three, Daniel Jones and Waller can be so important because one of the weaknesses of cover three defense is the seam. As a matter of fact, let me put that back on the screen. 
See, if the tight end goes up the seam, whether he's on the left or on the right, and you have, let's say, Slayton on the left and Hyatt on the right or Campbell, and they're going deep, the free safety is going to have to decide who he's going to help. Is he going to help Gilmore or is he going to help Diggs? Because a linebacker himself is not going to be able to keep up with Darian Waller. Now, the only linebacker who perhaps may keep up with Darian Waller could be Micah Parson. But they said they're going to play him at defensive end most of the time. None of their other linebackers are going to cover. Now, if the free safety ends up helping with Waller, then you have one-on-one coverage with Gilmore and Diggs. And I like our chances one-on-one cover. Not only that, another important thing about this is that the underneath stuff, especially there in the middle, is going to be for the taking. That's where perhaps Sterling Shepard or Campbell can have a good game. And this is why it moves me to the next point, which is Saquon Barkley. Barkley not just running flat or dump routes, but a good wheel route. Tell me a linebacker, even if it's Micah Parson, if Micah Parson is occupied with Barkley on a wheel route, then that means Darian Waller is one-on-one with either the free safety or a linebacker. And if they double him with the free safety and the linebacker, then we have one-on-one matchups with Gilmore and Diggs. Now, there are two good corners, but if you have crossing routes, we can find the holes. And that's why you're going to see Dallas, I believe, they're going to be playing their cover three, and they're going to be closer than normal because they don't respect our passing game. They don't respect Daniel Jones. And that's why I believe the Giants are going to come out passing. They're going to exploit the weaknesses in a cover three, which is the flats and the seams. And if they leave the seam open, Darian Waller is going to ball out. So my early predictions here as we get closer to week one is that Saquon and Waller are going to be the key. We're going to use our outside receivers to occupy that deep space to leave that gap between the deep corner and these linebackers because they cannot keep up with either Saquon or with Waller. So that, I believe, is the game plan. Now, Dallas also likes to play cover one, and we'll discuss cover one tomorrow. So that's the excitement I got going forward because I believe that Brian Dable, he was the coordinator for the Bills, and they preferred to pass first and then run. And I think last year he couldn't do it. We didn't have the wide receivers to exploit these defenses. This year we do have them. They're not proven, but they have the speed. And they are, in the case of Waller and Campbell, proven if they remain healthy. And not forget my sleeper, because no one's talking much about him, is Darian Slayton. Darian Slayton's going to have a great year this year, perhaps his best year as a New York Giant, because all the attention is going to go to Waller and Hyatt and Hodgins and Campbell. 
and Slayton's going to ball out. Another thing is, once I believe, if the line holds up, it's all predicated if the line holds up, Daniel Jones will have success early on with the passing, and then we can pound it down their throats with Saquon. Remember, Dallas wasn't a good run-stopping team last year. Now, they played better against us in the run-stopping because we didn't have a good passing game. They didn't respect our passing game last year. But this year, they're going to respect our passing game. I believe that. And week one will show that. So Giants fans, stay tuned. Tomorrow we'll discuss cover one. And we'll be doing more uh, charts like this so we can learn the lingo. We've discussed cover three today, cover one tomorrow. And then we'll talk as the remaining weeks about our preferred offensive formations and more about how we're going to attack. Let's keep an eye on their left guard to see if he's going to play. If he plays, hamstrings don't heal quickly. So I would stunt around him, make him work. I would blitz in his area a lot to see if that hamstring holds out. Until next time, Giant fans, make a friend of a frenemy. And let's go Giants.